Coming to you from our opulent and luxurious 4x8 refurbished broom closet at the National Headquarters in Indianapolis. With duct tape, studio lights, and a mic that you barely can hear, we hope to entertain and educate you. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Tango Alpha Podcast. I am your host, Mark Seavey, and I am joined, as always, by Jeff Daly of the Michigan slash Hollywood Dailies and Ashley Garbolja Maldonado, who we all thought had red hair there when she first got on, but uh, looks very nice. I did go through a red, a red hair phase. Did you? I did. I went, I went red through head, it. Redheads are trouble. <laughs> I say as someone who married one, trouble, trouble, uh, you said, trouble. You said that on air, you're in trouble, trouble, trouble. Yeah, I mean, mm. hey, I knew what I was getting into. <laughs> Jeff, what's going on with you, buddy? I'm just hanging out, doing the thing, uh, you know, living the dream here in Southern California. Did I see you were traveling for Legion stuff last week? Were you doing something? Oh, just uh, membership training for uh, California. Did you show up to help Andre build his barn? <laughs> over at the over at the ranch yeah no, i did not shout out to andre <laughs> most people don't know what we're talking about but yeah it ashley what warriors, do you got going warriors road right other, other than uh taking a digger in a horseshoe pit what do you got going on <laughs> um yeah well my legs not great i will say this but i can move around just very limitedly so I haven't been super active. I've been able to hit the gym like I want to. Um, healing fine. I'm just, I don't live in it like an accessible home. I have three floors that I have to like go up and down. So every time my dogs want to go out, it's like excruciating. And, ugh. but overall, really great. Really, really great. Um, got to attend the Virginia or Department of Virginia American Legion conference, fall conference. So that was a good time in Williamsburg. So learned a lot, got to meet a lot of really nice folks that are doing great things in their districts and their uh, local posted communities. So that was really neat. So Shout got out. injured, got to meet cool people. Learn oh, is more that where you got injured? Was that the thing? No, no, this oh, okay, was good. Good, good, good. literally oh. a week after, like prior to that. I was, I was waiting to get served in the case of Garvolja Maldonado v. American Legion. And I, <laughs> I can't deal with any more lawsuits. So no, no. No, please no. All right, Ashley, we are starting off topic one with you today. What do you got for us? All righty, all righty. So for those of you who are keeping up in the news, um, some of you may have heard of the pink tax before, but a lot of people don't understand exactly what that means. And more recently, military.com came out with a bill or an article talking about a bill that's seeking to end the pink tax for women buying uniforms. So Overall, the bill would require the Pentagon to review any changes to uniforms for the potential out-of-pocket costs between genders, as well as mandate a report on the retail costs of items for male and female officers and enlisted personnel. Over time, those costs add up to wide disparities for men and women that they have to pay. So, for example, a female soldier uh, could have, or excuse me, 
could face more than $2,000 in out-of-pocket costs after five years of service compared to that of $1,200 for a male soldier, according to this report. After 20 years, it becomes $8,000 out-of-pocket for, for women compared to $4,000 for men. So long story short, this military force is assuring that treatment of individual, or excuse me, of items by gender are uniform and equal across services act, which for anyone who enjoys acronyms, the acronym is fatigues. I love it. Clever, right? Um, but this would essentially require the DOD to implement uh, the GAO's recommendation. So the house bill, excuse me, included like the lower chamber's version of this year's defense bill policy that took place in about September with the National Defense Authorization Act. And the Senate is expected to act on legislation this fall, which after, of course, two chambers will have to reconcile with the versions and the bill will potentially become a law. So what do you all know about pink tax? Like, what's your perspective on it? Have you ever had to pay for any of your uniforms? That's, that's I mean, this is what we were talking about. I, I don't ever remember paying for anything. I Like, there were a lot of things I bought, but they were not. I don't remember ever having to buy any of this stuff except like when you had to turn it all in and I was missing two canteen covers or something. And then you go down to the, you know, the local army Navy surplus store, but I don't ever remember having to buy anything. This was honestly, it was news to me. I don't remember buying anything. I think, Jeff, I think uh, Marines bought things, but that's just how we are. I remember actually being really upset getting out of boot camp and looking at the, looking at my, my pay stub and cause I had planned on spending all that money on leave being a baller back in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And they had, they had taken out like everything, everything that was issued was uh, purchased. So, but I, I think of the, when I hear pink tax, I think of consum- civilian consumer goods. Like, you know, if you buy a, the same razor, they call it a women's razor make it pink and, and charge a dollar more or something like that. That's where the, that's where the term uh, resonated with me because my ex would complain about it. And I'm like, well, then don't buy the pink ones. Just buy the blue ones. But she still bought the pink ones and complained about them. But it's, uh, again, they're exactly the same thing. So I, I, would get, I would guess that between you and I together, we've expended at least a buck 50 in hair products over the last 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even, well, Jackie, I don't even let them really touch close. my hair. I don't so, even let them touch my hair. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I only use soap. I don't, I don't even the like, I, I don't want to, I don't understand what these things are, but it borders into girl stuff. So I don't know. <laughs> so, so here's an example. So the article talks about, uh, the, the army, uh, new dress uniform. So their dress coat, which would cost, um, you know, an enlisted woman, 168 or $163 compared to $82 for men. If it's the same coat. Why is one cost than the other? And to Jeff's point, the pink tax is basically, um, how gender-based pricing hurts women's buying power. So the razor is a really great example. Like I always think of like Schlick uh, or Schlick, Schlick. I don't know. I don't even, I used the Dollar Shave Club, but that's besides the point. Um, I, my razor is silver. <laughs> so Wait a minute. Can we do advertising? No, <laughs> no, this is not a plug for any of them, by the way. That's for the record. 
So what's interesting about this, so in 2015, uh, you know, women with medium earnings of like a full-time job, for example, year round earning like 80% of what her, say, for example, male, male counterpart would earn, there's usually a 20% difference widely known as this gender pay gap. And I know we've heard of that before. So for, you know, a typical female worker, a pay gap adds up to nearly like, it's anywhere from 10 to $12,000 over the course of a year. That's roughly $500,000 over a lifetime. So it's really important that when we talk about pin tax, we also talk about gender uh, wage gap. And, you know, in the military, obviously, that's that's not the issue here. But what Jeff said is that, you know, it really comes down to overall disadvantage of women as consumers and their buying power. So the razor is a really good example. So like ranging from razors, soaps, dry um, cleaning products often cost more than similar products marketed to men. So manufacturers and realtors will claim that price difference due to higher costs for producing women's products to providing services for them. So this is also like this markup has become known as the pink tax. And this is also for um, hygiene products for women. Um, and that has been something of, of interest within the, the space for a while. So now, you know, I have a question, professor. Uh, what, what is this, what is the government going to do to fix it for military people? So for military folks, um, there are several um, congressmen and congresswomen who have rallied around this fatigues act requiring the DOD to implement the GO, GOA or GAO's recommendations. So obviously, you know, there's a consensus of it being absurd for, you know, forcing service members to fork over thousands of dollars in order to pay necessary clothing items while they're serving their country. Uh, and with that being said, disparity in uniform costs is particularly stark for women who are facing, you know, certain cases of paying almost twice as much for the same uniform as I, as I gave you the army example. Is it, is it because of tailoring or I, I don't, I, I don't know. Right. So that's something that's going to be explored. And that's what, you know, the government accountability office is, is looking at and, um, encouraging our, our legislators to, to act on. No whenever the article, whenever the article sounded like. There's additional things like I didn't realize handbags were a required thing, but they're not covered. They're not covered under uh, any uniform reimbursement. Mm -hmm. And they actually use the word pumps for, I yeah. believe it's Air Force and Marine Corps uniforms. It mm -hmm. required pumps. So, uh, yeah, it's. But this is all no. outside. This is all outside my can. I've never heard of any of this stuff, so. <laughs> you've okay, never heard okay. of pumps or handbags i mean like <laughs> i i was unaware that it was a thing i, I guess right. I, I don't know yeah i mean it's it's pretty well researched like gender-based pricing disparities on goods and services uh throughout i, I believe the economy. it i just don't and, understand it i mean yeah but I'm, of course I it permeates through the military i mean shocker but i'm happy to hear that like they are going to do something about it i mean it'd be great if we could handle that at a macro level too so yeah, I don't I, I don't understand why a, a dress uniform top wouldn't just be a set price, regardless of who you are. It's going to all even out over time, one would think mm -hmm. they could figure it out. So if it's 160 for men and it, or for women and it's 80 for men, just set the damn price at 120. And let's roll on with our lives. Yeah, I, I just don't understand. I didn't know it was the thing. So but, you know, hats off to you. All right, let's do a quick uh, commercial break here and we will be back in 30 seconds. Good there's nothing better than seeing a child's face light up at Christmas. 
This year, the American Legion is joining forces with the Marine Corps Reserve Toys for Tots program to make sure that winter supply shortages and price increases don't prevent happy smiles this holiday season. We're concentrating our efforts on areas where there are service gaps that the American Legion can fill. To find out how you can help, visit toysfortots.org slash campaigns. All right, Jeffrey, you are up for number two. Go. All right, because I love, I, love uh, I love getting comments about this topic all the time. So uh, right now, it's Marines who refuse COVID-19 vaccine will be kicked out and may owe money. This comes from task and purpose. Marines refusing the COVID-19 vaccination, absent an approved administrative or medical exemption, religious accommodation, or pending appeal shall be processed for administrative separation in accordance with this uh, MAR admin and supporting references. So uh, I, I put out more here, I don't need to read it, but it's basically, we've kind of covered we kind of covered this before that it was coming um, and it's, it's here now. And people who are, uh, people who are holding out are gonna face some consequences. I, the numbers aren't staggering though. I, I, think it's, I think it's like 93 or some percent have already had their first uh, dose and 83 or 85%, something somewhere in that range have already been fully vaxxed. So I, I, I think that the, the story is, it's gonna play itself out. And I, I think most people are gonna, most people are gonna do it. Cause as we've said before, uh, before this got politicized, people got endless numbers of shots and had no idea what they were even getting. So I think at the end of the day, it's- Yeah, the, the one clarification that I didn't quite understand from reading the blurb we had here, but it says, Kicked out in May, old money. What was what's the old money aspect of it, Jeff? And I pulled it up over here. Marines separated for vaccination re refusal will not be eligible for involuntary separation pay, and will be subject to recoupment of any unearned special or incentive pays and advance educational assistance. Oh, so okay, so that for Army that would be like federal tuition assistance. That would be if you saw if you got a sign-on bonus, right? And if you got sixteen thousand. If you got $16,000 to re-up as a special forces guy and you're six weeks into it and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to end up paying back. 57,000 of it back. Or something. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I don't really it make, have it. It makes sense. Like it, it makes sense from, from that. Like, yeah, I, we hear about it in sports all the time. Like, yeah, it, will, it like, happens quit. in sports. You People get a quit. big signing bonus and then you go, nah, I don't like this team. I'm going to retire. And then they get mad when they have to give back. You got to give it back. Yeah. yeah. You know, and entitlement and eligibility are different things. And then if, if you're failing to abide by, you know, a superior's order and now it's completely mandated. I mean, All right. So my, my numbers yeah. were this, I've got them 83 of active duty Marines are fully vaxxed. 92 are partially. It's the, it's the reserves where we have the, an issue. 47% yeah. of reserves for, completely immunized and 58 partially. Why do you think so, that is? Why, why do you think that I is? could tell you why it would be on my account is if you were in the garden reserves and then you have to get vaxxed, at least for me, when I took that first shot, I was not workable for three days uh, that I was not feeling great. Uh, and 
In fact, I even had a little bit of an issue where I ran into a wall and knocked myself out the night after I got the vaccine. Like I got really very dizzy and very sick. So, I mean, if you're a guardsman and you have a full-time job and you're already taking time for weekend drills and everything else, and then you have to take three days because you're not feeling it, I could see where it would be problematic. Plus it's, I mean, in the army, if you're in a regular army and you get the shot and you don't feel like you if got you're a sick just call. hurting, you got a sick call, but yeah. you can't really go to sick call if you're, you know, you're a, you know, post delivery guy or something. I could see know. that too. I, I, I imagine depending on, you know, where or what state to, right. you know, family pressures too. I mean, for guard and reservists, you know, you're, you're going home to your family, as you, as you said. So like thinking about being out three days commission or like three days out of yeah. commission and okay. then also maybe some family pressures or political affiliations like there could be a lot of different like how community is that different that. than people in the general population with regular jobs it's not well, because That's you can thing. get it's you not. could get a you could get your vaccination on a friday and suffer through the weekend but if you're doing guard stuff on weekends or i mean there, there could be any number of reasons i i don't i'm just spitballing we're just spitballing <laughs> we're just throwing some ideas around i mean in the military though like interesting if, it, if they're like in the military if they're like we're going to give you a shot and you may be laid up for a week you're just like great that's a week where i can just sleep <laughs> like i i would take that odds nine times out of ten like yeah i'll take another shot oh mm-hmm. it's you know you're giving me iridium directly into my heart but i might be able to sleep for a week yeah i'll take it we're good <laughs> it's all good we know where mark stands <laughs> yeah like sleep is biggish can you tell how much coffee i got to drink here i'm not getting a lot of sleep lately all right topic three uh this one this one this story uh military times congress plans fixes for u.s military's awol weapons problems uh congress is set to force america's armed services to keep better track of their guns and explosives imposing new rules in response to an Associated Press investigation that showed firearms stolen from the U.S. bases have resurfaced in violent crimes. Under the proposals, the DOD would tell both lawmakers and civilian law enforcement authorities more about guns that vanished from military armory shipments and where totally draconian, don't you think, Jeff? <laughs> like, I mean, if, if we lose high explosives in the military, I think we should be able to keep it to ourselves. There's no, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, why would you have to communicate that to anyone? You just don't want to, you don't want that to get out there. You know? Crazy talk. Other people start looking for it, I guess. Sheer pandemonium. Uh, <laughs> and we were talking earlier, remember what would happen if a casing was missing right. from the firing range? We I lost, mean, we lost a uh, Miles harness one time. All right. Not the most destructive item in the world. It's a Miles harness. I always call that the Ninja Turtle gear. It, it, it beeps when the battery goes low and we were in the Everglades and we were, you know, at interval online, walking through the jungle, trying to find this one damn miles harness. And it's like, you're telling me that entire like 203s and machine guns and everything else, f- grenades go missing and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, just go, Shh. yeah it'll be fine. Yeah, no, it, it'll show up, dude. Relax. And the weird down. thing is, remember when we talked about this before, it really didn't become a thing until these started being used in crime. In, right. in the civilian world and then all of a sudden it's a big deal and all these uh all these military leaders have to be accountable now but i mean i remember losing or or breaking a, a bayonet like that's a serial that's a serial number item and you better find it and i think mean, it's a bayonet it's 
It's not a rocket launcher. I would have been better yeah. off. We, we've <laughs> shut down ranges launcher. and, you know, training sites for less. And I can't believe this is a thing. Shocks I, me. Two, two, at least 2,000 firearms from the Army, Marines, Navy, Air Force lost or stolen during like the 2010s. Well, I particularly like it showed how assault rifles, pistols, armor piercing grenades and other weapons had made their way onto the nation's streets. Wild. (laughs) And the thing is, like the theft and the losses continue to happen and grow. It's like, what is going on? It's it's like Grand Theft Auto. Like, what are you just walking around the street? and Oh, there's a cache of grenades. Like, what the (laughs) hell is going on? You're like, hey, I want your car. Pop them on the head. Get the car. With my I, military I bring found that up weapon. I finally actually watched a movie that I had not seen before last night for the first time in six months. I watched mm. Free Guy last night. Very good. I'm a huge I don't think I've ever Ryan. seen that. I, it's, you'd have to buy it. It's still in theaters, but it's the Ryan Reynolds where he's a NPC in a computer game. It was quite good. And, and is, uh, oh, okay. does he find stolen weapons? Yeah, he finds all kinds of stuff because it's oh. basically he's in a video game. Oh, gotcha. So he like and, opens up a chest and then like yes. life or well, at one like point he puts on these, or whatever populates. Yeah, he there. puts on sunglasses and then he sees like the little health icon, you know, like it's like a little <laughs> satchel with a cross thing and then he touches it and he's all fixed up. That's fine. Interest, interesting fact, though, the young lady who is in the very first scene is the girlfriend of one Robert Gronkowski. <laughs> if, you, if you happen to uh if you happen to watch free guy i was like that girl looks super familiar and then i what? realized it was rob kronkowski's girlfriend wow so that she used it, to be it, a patriots cheerleader so oh okay. <laughs> i was like it's weird that she would look familiar to you i didn't know you're no no going to dinner Mark parties has a very Gron- eclectic list of people he I, I didn't know you were going to dinner parties at the gronkowski no I, gronk and his girlfriend have been very open and loving with their relationship and they they're yeah it's a it's a good couple all right, let's go to a second commercial break here, and we'll be back in 30 seconds. Diddly, diddly. Are squirrels nesting in the backseat of your old car? Is the trade-in value less than the cost of towing it away? The American Legion Vehicle Donation Program is your solution. Tax-deductible auto donations not only get rid of that old clunker, they help American Legion programs and services. Learn more today by visiting legion.careasy.org or call 844-4LEGION. That's... 844-453-4466. All right, we are back. We had to have a little uh, sojourn discussion about Space Force and Rob Gronkowski, believe it or not. All right, uh, we're now going into rapid fire, rapider than most anyway. Uh, VA is hiring thousands for expected surge in backlog benefits claims. Um, I'm not going to go into the full thing, but there's a backlog of about 200,000 to 260,000 cases. So it looks like they're going to, that's over 125 days uh, that they haven't been processed. Um, it looks like the vast bulk of these stem from uh, presumptive conditions with Agent Orange. Uh, what do we think, Jeff? Is this going to solve it? I mean, 2,000 new claims processors they're, they're not going to be experienced. They're going to be learning on the job uh, <clears throat> during this big backlog. They, uh, they probably should have anticipated this and done the hiring sooner. 125, you know, was that four months and some change? And it's, uh, and I, I'm guessing it's not just 
the presumptive, the new presumptive right. diagnoses. It's because you have a lot of people now in the system. So anybody that anybody that's applying in the system to be processed right now is going to get caught up in that. So it's going to mm-hmm. be all sorts of things, and you're going to have lower productive workers only because they're new. I'm not saying right. that they're yep. going to scrape no. the bottom of the barrel. They could be PhDs, but they haven't done the they haven't done the job. And we've been arguing this backlog didn't come about yesterday. This has been going on for 20 years. I don't, I, every time I read one of these stories, I'm like, okay, great. That's the same thing you told me two years ago, we're going to hire more people. So I, I, I don't know where all these people are going, but whatever. Ashley, you got any thoughts on this one? Um, you know, their, their goal is to have a hundred thousand claims remaining in the backlog by 2024, just given the overall um, numbers. I, I think this is a good step in the right direction and getting more people on board. Um, yes, there's going to have to be some, some quality assurance and training. There's, there's going to need to be, um, and just as a step back, I think as we look at VASRD, as we look at all of the systems or, um, as we look at all the systems that are going to need to be updated, um, like for example, like having one record, I just, there's, there's so many things that are going on with VA that I'm hoping that in addition to like, this will help and get that backlog cleared so that we continue forward. Cause I know newer soldiers, uh, airmen, Marines, et cetera, like they're going in now and like, they're really trying to move towards electronic health records and whatnot. And I think like, I think if they can clear this out and we can move forward with that kind of stuff, I think it'll be beneficial, but I mean, I'm excited to see progress. It's just quick enough. 2024 is a pretty preposterous, uh, it's three years away, but whatever. Hey, you know, it is what it is. All right. Rapid fire Two: honor flight trips, honoring women and African-American veterans visit Washington. This is from the honor flight network. Um, There's a special uh, honor 11 honor flight trips arriving in Washington, DC, one has been arranged exclusively for women veterans and a second will escort members of the African-American South Carolina Combat Veterans Association. I'm going to South Carolina this weekend. Uh, but uh, the women's trip organized by Honor Flight Chicago with two of the national monuments. I'm a big fan of all these. Um, I don't really have much to say on that, but Jeff, what do you think? Uh, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, again, um, I wish it was more like the military. They just integrate everybody into all the flights um but you know there is i still get i still get people from different eras yep genders and ethnicities who a don't call themselves veterans because someone told them they weren't and b uh are a little just intimidated by the the veteran community so if uh if this helps if this helps, if this, the optics of this helps with that, then I'm cool with it. But I, I really would hope that, um, you know, you, one day you, Ashley, and myself can get on an honor flight on the same plane and not have it be a thing. That would, that's my goal. When I get can't a wait till we can be on an honor flight together. That would be amazing. <laughs> I, I think it, you it's just not- see us all now with our veteran hats on, global yeah. war on terrorism all the things yeah that'd be yeah. cool yeah no i i am i i'm you had I'm, to make it weird I'm, i had right. to make it weird i'm sorry I'm, I'm, <laughs> i just I'm, pictured it i was just you know we're all different ages we all have different backgrounds and like the fact that one day we all could be like 
on a flight together or visiting a monument and just being like, remember back when we did the podcast for the American Legion and we transformed how we communicate with post 9-11 veterans. And now we're standing in front of the global war on terrorism memorial. Like, think about it. Like, I, I thought she was going to say the Tango Alpha Lima Memorial. Yeah, <laughs> that would be dope. Okay, right. That'd be really yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. But show but, me but. supine and sleeping, if you would. We could have a whole statue of you just like yeah. chilling. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, rapid fire three world series to have a Legion baseball presence. Uh, so this is pretty cool. The, both of the managers of the world series teams got their start basically in American Legion baseball. Uh, Dusty Baker of the Houston Astros played for post four, one, two in Fair Oaks, California. And Brian Snitker of the Atlanta Braves played uh, for post 105 in Decatur, Illinois. Kind of wow. cool, right? That's very cool. And hopefully Holly can put it in the notes because I forgot which post the new, uh, the team that's coming from Idaho. She keeps saying Idaho, but they don't, they have more than one post. So I'm wondering if where the kids are coming from, let's they're going to get. Let's go with post one in Idaho. I <laughs> Holly will put it in there. Don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm not much. I watched the Red Sox lose and that was it. I think it, I would like to point out this in the shout out, but there's a, we're trying to bring this back in California. Uh, Legion baseball is not huge. I mean, we don't have like Los Angeles doesn't have a league. Like right. it's, we're the second largest city in the nation. Uh, but there's a woman in San Diego, Judy Leonardi. And she is, She's get, she's a go-getter, and she's trying to get all the major league teams in the state uh, behind, and she's making good progress. Somebody talked to me about that. Was that you, or was it uh, our own Autry James that talked to me? Somebody probably probably Autry talked about that. Uh, notice from Super Producer Holly, and Lord knows if I don't mention this, we'll get yelled at. But it was Idaho Falls Post Fifty Six, the Bandits. Go you Bandits! Go Bandits! All, right. all right, Ashley, what do you think about the uh, World Series baseball? Uh, I love the program. I think it's fantastic. You just you got a wholesome group of people together and playing some baseball. I enjoyed baseball growing up. I played softball and loved it. I loved going to the fields. I love a little competition and I enjoy going to professional games too. So American Legion is like, meet me right in the middle. As long as there's some, some hot dogs and some, some sodas and beer, any of the things, and I can watch baseball and enjoy myself and support the American Legion. I'm down. There you go. So, He's down. I'm down. All right. Department of Labor invites partners to expand employment training services for transitioning veterans and spouses. Uh, the Department of Labor's Veterans Employment and Training Services is accepting applications from public and private organizations to help transitioning service members and military spouses through the Employment Navigator and Partnership Plot Pilot Program. Ashley, what do you got on this one? You're, you're, uh, kind of involved in this now, aren't you? Yeah. So more recently, I've been invited to the small business task force um, here in Washington, DC. So I'm going to be um, working on uh, verification. And then also there's a, a vets like kind of contracting government contracting type of uh, subcommittees, where we're going to look at different policies and legislation that could help military families, veterans, small business owners across the board. So it's incredibly exciting to see that um, this partnership is taking place, you know, 
you know, uh, those that are, are thinking about uh, partnering, or, you know, it's going to be a highly selected uh, caliber employment transition, uh, or excuse me, training organization. And I'm really excited I, to meet uh, transitioning service members and their spouses. Employment goals is incredibly important, especially our, our military spouses. Um, I, I think the most recent stats, anywhere from like 25 to 40% at the height of COVID was the unemployment rate for military spouses. And that's crazy. If that happened to any other group in this country, there would be a national uproar, but that is so very common in this community. So to know that there's going to be conversations about a plethora of things that influence them. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I'm all down with it. It's great. I'm kind of going over our, uh, our show topics and I, I have a plan. Oh, Ashley, I would like you to take this to your subcommittee. Uh, I would like you to take to the subcommittee that this Department of Labor rapid fire number four should rep should reference rapid fire number one and start filling some of those VA uh, some of those VA positions with people who actually give a crap about what happens to the veterans because they because they be one. So I that's I, I just one. could they be one. So. It, it, if you're going to do it, well, you don't have to go immediately to the, the private sector. You can show some proof of concept right here and show people getting, getting the job done. And so that's, uh, I will relinquish my affiliation with that subcommittee and leave that to you, Miss, Miss, Ms. Gorbuja Maldonado. Yeah, I did. And I didn't mean to push you off there, Ashley, when you sent me a text about it. I literally don't know anything about it, but I was very happy to see you appointed. Well, thank to you. Yeah, I did. Well, you got a text. I did. I got an actual Ashley text. It was crazy. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was very excited. I, I, I asked because ask, from like a legal friend. policy standpoint, and you are the judge advocate. So uh, I figured I, maybe there'd be some knowledge since you've been doing so many cease and assists on emblem. So I don't know. You don't know, even things, have time to do that I just, right now. I just strung all of these I, things together. And I thought maybe, maybe Mark would know. And then you know how he responds to me, Jeff? So you didn't miss much. He then was like, oh, I've never heard of it. And then he responds first text responding back to my oh okay no worries oh well the first time i heard about it is when this this gal with a very attractive husband reached out to me <laughs> i've decided I to play swear. into the i've i've decided to play into the love that dare not say its name with robert here because uh, yeah he, i mean he, he tells is, me all the time he listened to previous episodes and he's like you know it's it's when you tell me Ash, it's one thing, but like when I hear it out of Mark's mouth, it's a whole nother game. See, that's the thing. If I can <laughs> creep him out, it would be great because he yeah. did it. He did Good it. Good luck. He did it to me a couple of times at Boy State, and it was I, I don't deal well with it. I can give it. I just can't take it at all. Like when he. Mm. That's yeah, a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff's on. I, Jeff's you know on what? Board. I'll, I'll save it for my therapist. All right, my take. Go. My take. My takeaway from all of that. Some people may have missed is that uh mark's too busy for c and d's on the emblem so it's like the wild wild west bake a cake have some cookies with the emblem on it do whatever right. you got to do Just do it up <laughs> now's the time now's the time folks don't let me get my feet under me in this position because i will come for you now i'm a little i'm a little bit more concerned about uh overseas manufacturing of our products than who's baking a cake with American Legion spelled incorrectly or something. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it is full on me drinking from a fire hydrant here. So yeah, if I look exhausted, that's what it is. 
Um, all right, Jeff, I know you have a shout out. Go. Wait, I wrote it because I, oh, I was going to uh, shout out both our immediate junior pass department commander, Ed Grimsley, and uh, who, who has passed on to Post Everlasting on the same day as his good friend and our Area 5 department uh, vice commander, Harry Woods. Uh, I, I, I knew Ed better um, and he was amazing. I think one of the last things he said to me, because he gave me the, he gave me my first department roles during COVID. Um, I was his aide and being an aide during COVID is the best time to be an aide because you don't have to drive. But uh, and then he also gave me the public information officer that I, I think was made up just because of the, the stuff we were dealing with as a department at the time. So, and then one of his last things he said to me at convention was, we're standing there at the baseball game and he said something like he was so happy what everybody was doing because one of his goals was to get younger people involved and he's just he was so proud of everything that everybody done and then he was known for cooking all up and down the state and I go yeah that's great but we got to get you on the grill let's go get on the grill and then he ran he's like no 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 and I think that was like the the last conversation that I'd had with him so it, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, he's, I only knew him peripherally, but he, very friendly, friendly guy. Big fan. Ashley, you got a shout out? Um, I just wanted to shout out the um, Department of uh, Virginia's American Legion for a great fall conference. Um, it was a great opportunity to go down to Williamsburg, and I'm excited to go back down for some, some colonial uh, affair with my history-loving self, but it was a very insightful conference in addition to meeting folks who are really looking to move uh, the Legion forward through some different opportunities. And um, for those that just took the, took the, took the time to listen to some of my ideas and provide both feedback and pathways for me to um, continue to grow in the Legion was really meaningful. And I'm really happy for those folks. So I just want to say thank you and continue doing great stuff. I always liked Williamsburg. I have, I have a friend of mine, and I won't mention his name, but he grew up basically in Williamsburg and he was one of like the play actor people. And he had like a stick and a hoop and, you know, he would just roll it down the street or whatever. And then he went on to great fame and fortune as the mascot for the uh, George Washington colonial. So he would big the, where the big president had. What, yeah. So I, my shout out would be to him. I don't actually have a shout out today, but I always love the fact that as a kid, he actually did play with a hoop and a stick, which is just dreadful. All right. Uh, I do not have a shout out. I you just did, did one. Uh, yeah, I guess. Shout out to Glenn. Hi, Glenn. Uh, yeah, I don't have any other. Uh, I don't really have a shout out. I literally I kind of want to thank anybody who has sent me uh, congratulations emails. Uh, they're, they're clogging my inbox, but they are much appreciated. Uh, so, and my Facebook has absolutely exploded. Uh, so I don't know 90% of you, but thank you for friending me. And uh, I, I do eventually when I get to clicking all of them, I do approve all of you. So anyway, I guess that's it for this week. Jeff, you got any parting shot? You're good. Ashley, good. you're good. All right. Big football game this weekend, Jeff. Well, it would be last weekend by the time people yeah. hear this. 
but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It'll still be a big one next week. We just won't reference what teams are playing or what they're ranked. So yeah. Yeah. May, May I share, may I share the good news? What's that? Oh, uh, look out for Tango Alpha Lima because we're headed to NYC. Yes. We're going to be there for Veterans Day. So uh, we'll be hanging out with the Department of New York on the parade route. And maybe we'll be getting to rub elbows with a few other parade dignitaries. Uh, So be sure to watch the American Legion Facebook, Instagram channels for live updates, especially if you want to see Jeff doing random things in Times Square. I have a challenge for you, my friend. He's looking side to side. No, thank you. Do we know? Uh, Just FYI, FYI, I'm way okay with with denying challenges even triple dog dared i never fell for that i don't feel like doing it i'm not sticking my tongue on a frozen pipe like it's not happening do i wouldn't know, want you to put your no does the parade actually go through Times square do we know anything about the parade it does super we'll producer holly, holly is nodding and then she's 25 that doesn't mean anything 2.5 there's no way wow, I'm translating Holly is, that. Holly is doing <laughs> really working on trades right now. Holly yeah. is a champion. Well, she's not a champion trades player. She's a trades player. So, Ashley, mm-hmm. what should people not forget to do? So, people should not forget to subscribe to Tango Alpha Lima Podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are finding your podcasts. While you're there, don't forget to rate us, preferably with five stars, and leave us a review. We love reviews, comments, all the great things. And also, don't forget, too, you can uh, we have a guest submission form, so check that out on our website. And you can also send us feedback and love notes, as always, to Tango Alpha Lima, all spelled out phonetic alphabet at legion.org but just to be clear it's tango alpha lima at yeah. legion.org Ta-da. I, holly was trying to mine to us 25th to 40-ish street on fifth avenue how she <laughs> thought we were going to get that from whatever she just it, she's still trying it's, she's no, still she's trying like <laughs> good effort everyone yeah great job we'll I'm, see you in new york not, we're another, over and out another Thanks. successful week is under our belt all right guys i'll see you later bye Peace.